What's up, everybody? Welcome back, my friends, to that show that never ends. Manic Monday, wish it was Sunday. Maybe not. I don't know. I actually had a, I had a really good Sunday, so maybe I do. Fastest show on MLB, absolutely anywhere if it's cold to the pen. HQ, redheaded stepchild of the Hammer Betting Network, brought to you by that scholar and a gentleman, Mr. Rob Pizzola. Hat tip to my boy, Albert Dude, north of the border, bringing you this show. Man, without him, there is no us. If you enjoyed the show this year, if you learned something, or just enjoyed me screaming in my musings, get up on Twitter, X, and tag Mr. Pizzola. Let him know I'm going to have a job to do it over here. Rich Clark, Brian, EBGC, up to capo status. Really appreciate you guys. A lot of you know, There's a lot of support here for me personally. Brian Rose, what's up? I see you. Good morning. So the flower blooms. Let's go get it, my friend. Um, it's like a shortened slate. I know I enjoy that. There is one in the afternoon. Good morning, Maddie Williams. Swap the L for sevens, everyone. Follow my dude up on Twitter. Uh, 200 units in baseball? Okay. <laughs> Love it. Love it, Jeff L. Good morning, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. All right, let's do the baseball thing. I know it's like football brain, football brain. We got 10 regular season shows left. That's it. And then it is all football. Speaking of which, make sure... You're following up my boy Maddie, him and Frankie, two very good friends of the show, just started their own podcast, betting stuff. And yeah, the two of them are so sharp. I, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. They don't kind of, it's similar to this, right? We're not kind of telling you what to do, just doing fair analysis and you kind of go after it yourself. All right, let's get it, everybody. So I'm going to skip the early one. It's Cleveland and KC. In case we run out of time and or I forget. I have Kansas City by like a country mile in this one. Brady Singer on the bump for the Royals. I didn't bet it because, again, at this point of the year, I, I you know, I want to add to the hashtag we hate bullpens, hashtag we hate ghost runners. Hashtag I hate daytime baseball. I know people, I don't mean like I hate the baseball. I don't like, I don't like betting on it during the day. I don't know what it is, especially like weird. I don't know. I just don't like betting on it during the day. Maybe because if you lose, you have to kind of carry it with you. I'm also focusing on, you know, I'm still doing work when there are seven being games. So I'm like, but I don't feel like maybe I got everything in. Anyway, if you want a little early action, I do have the Royals with cheese. Let's get into the main slate. PM stuff. Nighttime on the bump for the Twinkies. It's Joe Ryan, minus 145 favorite on the road against Connor Phillips and the Reds. Pricing a little bit, a little bit weird to me. You know, Jay, we, we haven't been in the habit of really paying juice at all this year, right? It's not really my style, and I don't mean that you can't do it. But I think we should do it here. I don't know if I want to go for the cover on the road. Let's dive on into it. I know we're going to get a piece of the Twins. Also, this time of year, I kind of like, I really like money lines with competitive teams, like the Reds are still hacking away, and I'll go for run lines with these bullpens that have given up. But the teams that are competing, you know, are going to go for it. Anyway, Ryan, 4-2 ERA, 113 whip, which is... Excellent. All the indicators are like 3-5 or below. So 3-4 expected ERA, 3-4-5 Sierra. Those are both really good. 24.5 K minus BB. He's been excellent. 14 swinging strike. 67 for a strike. I mean, a lot of stuff that we generally go after. Sub-80% zone contact. Joe Ryan wins in the zone. 
And I love that because when your back is up against the wall, he can win in the zone. 282 expected Woba on the season. Anytime you're below 300, is excellent. Anything below 290 is fantastic. I think the big worry here has been the home road splits for Ryan. And uh, that's probably what's been reflected in the pricing here that I mentioned. 256 batting average allowed. Eh, 793 OPS, nearly five ERA. XFIT more like four and a quarter because he has surrendered more than two home runs per nine in the road. Been a real issue with him. Last 40 days has been excellent, though. 275 ERA, 33 Sierra. All that kind of indicators agree. I really want to back Ryan here against Connor Phillips, who's eight and two thirds innings into the season with an 8 3 ERA, nearly two whip. Indicators are trash, 14% walk. A lot of stuff we generally go after. 50% hard hit, 50% hard hit, 15% barrel. You heard that more than three homer per nine. Minnesota's got the upper hand of offense as well. 348 batting average, 812 OPS. Last 500 plate appearances as a team, 11 and a half walk, 42 fly ball, 43 hard hit, 12 barrel. A lot of the stuff that, you know, it's a small set, but what we've seen from Phillips so far, and we know that ballpark conducive to hitting. Bullpens as well. Maybe this is the other part of it where I like the money line. See, I think I'm just going to pay the juice for the money line, right? I don't know. Hopefully, no one's like falling out of a chair. It's only 145. If I ever recommend minus 210, I've been kidnapped most likely. At that point, I'm pairing. But minus 145, you could pay. I, re- I think that's that's one thing I want to learn. Again, right? We are part of this show is the immersive experience. We joke about it being 300, that we're not humongous, but we are fierce. But one thing that I do truly believe in is the phalanx, right? The we're all part of the tapestry, the chain, right? We just don't want to be the weakest link. But if every week, Link is the strongest link, right? If all your if your weakest link is actually the strongest link, because all are of equal strength, then you know you can find kind of build off people. I think that's again where I, I hope people kind of gravitated to my work because I really try and be very open minded, right? You've seen it in my own process. Like I like Matt, my friend. I don't it's not competition to me. We're both trying to beat the books. That's another really good lesson. But the thing I wanted to get to was willingness to kind of change you know minus 145 is not crazy as far as implied probability and it's a viable play if you think you have it back again cincinnati the bullpen's been pretty good i like that's where i like to look for my run lines also maybe a little small feather in the cap keep an eye on the bullpens when you look at a cover because that's where we get it man i know matt's had a lot of success with that as well because he's sharp all right, so give me Minnesota to win it. Let's pay the 140 or whatever. We'll pay the little freight. I think we're going to get it. I don't really believe in Phillips, but just in case. Next up, let's go Mets go. Who's a Buto? Octo. Not, not to get, but not to. All right, I got it, Xavier. I got like big time negative regression alerts coming up here. Buto, 26 innings in, 3 4 ERA, 625 OPS, which are excellent. However, 1 5 whip. Five and a half Sierra, 16% walk rate, 43 and a half ball. Those are not, not only is it not good, it's not really viable. He's kept the ball down 47% of the time and suppressed hard contact. So those are good things working around the edge. And I think that's where this is probably going to be decided. He's been very good on the road. But the stuff, location, and pitching plus model all have him at 95 or worse. Remember, that's not like WRC plus where one tick is 1%. 10 ticks is a standard deviation. So it's pretty bad. Not really buying Buto. Into Miami they go to face Edward Cabrera and the Fish. I mean, I was a big Cabrera guy coming into the season. I like swing and miss stuff. I thought that would matter more with rule changes and steals going up and pitch clocks and whatever. 
but the walk rate's just not palatable right now. Four and a half ERA, one four five whip, because like I mentioned, he does have the swing and miss stuff. Twenty eight and a half K, twelve and a half swing and strike, twenty nine CSW. However, sixteen percent walk, not going to do it. Funny his miss rate. I do count that in my pitching sheet, and again, it's all free for you people there. Adam Wilson, good morning. Thanks for jumping on board. The baseball stuff. If you ever wondered what some of the paywall stuff might look like right now, it's totally open. Check it out on Twitter. I tweet it out every single day. The Google Doc, you can just bookmark it for the rest of the year. And then I'm looking for feedback because I want to improve it going into next year. Again, like I said, I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to open up where I won't pay juice from minus 135 to minus 150, where I think you can pay and be okay. So the Fisher minus 155 favorites. I don't know if I can get there again. I just really worry about Cabrera, but... Oh, excuse me. I couldn't get to the button fast. I'm so sorry. Oh, maybe some truth coming. Cabrera has been ridiculously good at home. Like, ridiculously good at home. I hadn't even noticed this. 191 batting average allowed, 261 ERA, 0.71 homer 9, with a 2 ERA last 40 days. However, the indicator is not necessarily buying it. But the strikeout stuff is there. And I, I, like I said, he's the kind of guy that kind of, he sings the swan song, right? He's, he's, got, he's got the filth. Right now, probably not the time to go up against the bats. I'm going to leave this one. Miami's just been struggling. They've hit some home runs out of character. They're coming from Luisa Rice. But they chase too much. They swing and miss too much. 47% ground ball rate. They're a ground ball machine. So I think they might struggle with Budo again right down in the zone, like I mentioned. Mets offense just better than average. Doing They're getting the lift on, pulling the ball. 332 team wall, but from the let's go, Mets go, last 500. They've been better than average. These bullpens are both really bad. Mets especially. Six ERA last 34 innings. Miami still at 5 through 62. little extra message. I think about that. 14 days. If 62 bullpen innings in 14 days. Yikes. This one's tough to look for full game. I kind of like Cabrera through 5, but it's a little too expensive for me. Jake, could you bring that up? Is it is it 150? Like I, nah, I know I mentioned I'll go to that point, but I have to really like it. I like Joe Ryan a lot more than I like Everett Cabrera. Yeah, F5 Miami. Yeah, it's like minus 145, minus 150. So I'm not really into that. I'm going to drop a DDP today. I'm going to drop the daily parlay for sure because I have a couple of these. Like, man, I like it, but I don't love the price. And I don't want to just, I don't know. I just don't want to get cracked right now. I Again, I've spent the entire year talking about getting along with players like Matt and other volume-based players that I think is very smart in baseball where you think you have an edge and identifying edge. Take as many as you can. Bet them small, bet them smart, and let the probability kind of play out over time. Again, that's been one of the keys to my success, I've noticed, and I've mentioned this on the show. Through the times I've gotten in trouble, and again, we're all going to have wins and losses, peaks and valleys. I've been very successful year over year. I feel like I've been very lucky to do that. You know, I don't know. I guess you're never as good as you think when you win, never as bad as you think you are when you lose. But I like to draw up these parlays and kind of meet in the middle, right? Where I'm like, I'm getting away from volume because I've had a good season. I don't want to get smoked on the way out the door, right? You have no time to kind of catch up. But I also don't want to throw all this work away. I do a lot of analysis and all people think I'm a total fraud. So I'm going to draw up a couple. I'm going to draw up one today. If we have a minute at the end, I think I had an idea of who I liked. Jay, keep an eye on Miami. That'd be one of them. Next up would be another one of those. Keep the White Sox in mind. Earlier in the year, I probably would have... Bet on this one. Martin Rombo, we really do appreciate you, man. Says, love the show. 
having a good week ahead. I think so, man. I mean, like, off to such a sick start with football. I'm telling you, once I got my hands in this Tremedia stuff and started building data sheets similar to baseball where they helped me. I compartmentalize statistics and I format them. Again, I'll turn this into a football show, but where these things do overlap when we're talking about good process and solid methodology and controlling the things that we do control. For me, it's being able to digest large amounts of information. And the reason I'm able to do that, similar like to the show, is because it's so organized. And I think that's the key. Again, check out my sharpener stuff. I don't think you could beat it. I try and go as cheap as I can. So here we go. Earlier in the year, I probably would have bet on the White Sox. White Sox. <laughs> the wrong, wrong Sox for the accent. My, White Sox and Club Dog Sunshine. Mike Clevenger on the bump. Minus 115 dog against Joan Adon and our Nationals at home. Clevenger, and there's another like negative regression guy. 3.6 ERA, 1.23 whip, but all the indicators are more like 4.5, not like 5. 22K to 8% walk, just a guy. 26 ESW, 24 whip, just a guy. 31 O swing, 87 zone contact, just a guy. Lots of fly balls, but he's inducing the pop-ups and been really good kind of working up and down, and that has led into suppressing hard contact. 28% hard contact for Club Dog. 303 expected wall, but those are very good. I know people are trashing him because apparently he's like a scumbag. I don't really care. 375 ERA last 40 days, 395 Sierra flip side. Joanna Don kind of came out looking good as far as surface stuff. Now everything's caught up. 6 ERA, 1-5 whip, double-digit walk, 24 CSW, right? Kind of bad. Okay, 38 ball to 21 whip. That's just not going to fly. It's a terrible ratio. Too many fly balls, too many hard hit, right? So 40 fly ball, 47 and a half hard hit, double-digit barrel is has been 1.4 home or 9. That's probably going to go in the other direction. And you know you can't pitch him at home. We, we're going to bet the White Sox, but we'll put him with the Marlins. We're going to build a little... Parlay. Yo, Josh, what's up, man? Player Pops about another one of my boys. The restaurant where the chefs eat. Like, I, we don't just talk. So thank you to all the people that, man, Josh, we appreciate you, man. We really do. It means a lot. You, Matt, too, man. You know, I mentioned you guys as much as I can. I've always truly believed that we're part of a circle. And if we're ever going to defeat, you know, the shitty content out there and all the meatballs and, you know, inexperienced fakes and phonies, fugazis and the like, we're going to have to work together. So everyone, make sure you're following I'm the worst with these underscore. I think it's player underscore prop. Look up past the prop. Check me out. And their show is past the prop with monotone football. Just player props about my dude. So all right, let's get back into it. We're gonna get we're gonna get exposed to the White Sox, but right now it's just not what you want to be doing, right? They suck. 71 WRC plus. That's a 267 team OBP. Thought it was gonna start with average. 637 OPS. Only a four percent walk rate. 37 chase. 49 ground ball. This is just a despicable. The White Sox are so so bad. Not to be done by our Nationals. 209 batting average. 606 OPS. A 63 WRC plus for the Nationals. Both of these teams have a sub 290 expected WOBA versus righties. But Washington is like dead last. They're really really bad right now. The Nationals offense has totally tanked. Totally tanked. And it happens, right? And that's not, I mean, I'm so proud of that. Right? We joke about the teams that are our teams. We had a wave early in the season getting paid on the Pirates. We had a wave early in the season. We're getting paid on the Oakland F5 TTs. We had a wave this season. We're getting paid on the Nationals, on the team totals, Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray. No, man. What's better than that? And then you kind of, when you once it, you, we pick up on the indications, you get away from it. So I think the White Sox are the bet today. Washington bullpen's been a bit better, but the indicator's really not as great. The White Sox bullpen is Trejola. Well, this guy Brian Shaw is doing work out there, yo. So yeah, I got the White Sox. I'm going to put him in a bin for a parlay, but I, the White Sox win this one. Next up, Zach Wheeler and the Phillies on the bump against the Atlanta Braves. And Kyle, if, if this right, can it be wrong? 
Yeah, total, total coward. Why am I laughing? Because I, you know what? Hold on, I have to check out how much how coward I am, how much cowardice I showed. Okay, I did actually bet this one, so let's let's go for it. Philly F five. It's Wheeler on the bump against Kyle Wright. Man, I just had to get with Wheeler through five three seven ERA one oh seven web six forty OPS twenty three K minus BB. The three point two expected ERA has been very good. Thirteen swinging a strike, twenty nine whiff, eighty three zone contact. So he's winning in, he's winning out, getting his cold strikes, keeping the ball down forty one percent of the time, five percent barrel, a two seventy three expected wall. But Wheeler is doing Wheeler things, and he's been excellent on the road. Sub six hundred OPS three thirty three xFIP half a homer nine. I mean, just across the board, he's been great. Kyle Wright trying to get back into it. He's it's been the struggle bus. Say the least. One nine whip with a seven five ERA. Yikes. Five point six expected ERA. Double digit walk rate. Now I don't think Wright is this bad. I think he's got to get back into it. He struggled at home as well. Nearly six ERA plus eight hundred OPS and a five and a half xFIP and Sierra last forty days. Wright's on the struggle bus. Braves offense that we've you know trying not to going up against. Don Pla, New Amsterdam. We trust you. Got it, baby. Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining the failings here. Where this ain't man, this is 300, yo. Grab your sword. Grab your spear, right? Because we have a cave to defend. Walk him in. Boom, right in the, right in the freaking pit with you. Boom. It's a size 11 Birkenstock kid. <laughs> All right. Acuna banged up. Braves with a tremendous lead. I don't think you're going to see him today. That was the thing that tipped the scale to me. So I had been... Wearing this giant yellow stripe trying to avoid the Atlanta offense. I mean, if they're not number one right now, they're pretty close to it. 127 WRC plus. The power profile is excellent. But they also don't strike out. So the Braves really good. 17% K rate. Last 500 PAs. But Acuna is at the center of that. Not to say they're bad without him. But without that one piece, we got to go with the Phillies. The Phillies are doing it, man. Double-digit walk rate. Nearly 350 team OBP. Last 500 PAs. Those are all top five. 23 and a half line drive. 44% hard hit rate. Double-digit barrel. And they're actually the best, I mean, the best right-hand hitting team in the league and top three against lefties by Woba last 30. So give me the fills. I think I've been terrified of the bullpen, although it's actually the Braves bullpen that's been struggling. So maybe Phillies for the win even at minus 105. Let's go that route. Because Wheeler can go deep. We'll get the PAs. And then we have the bullpen edge again. That's somewhere I've been going. And again, it's funny because I always talk about trying to be so objective in it you know, precise in my procedure, which you do want to, but you have to build conditionals. And the competition thing with the Braves is a big deal. The Braves don't see this game the same way that the Phillies do. The Braves are okay getting smoked today. They only care about getting out of this healthy. They'll run out the very worst of the bullpen. It does not matter, right? Meaning if they're down one or down two, where they normally, you're getting the ace bullpen. They want to win, division win, competition, getting to the pennant. doesn't matter. So I like that, where you have one team really pressing against the other team that doesn't, and especially, like I mentioned, nearly 8 ERA from the Braves across 52 and a third. That's not nothing, as they say by me. 42 and a half hard hit, double-digit barrel, nearly three home runs. Three home runs per nine across 52 innings for the Braves. They're not doing well very well. So let's take the Phillies to win it. Next up, my boy, and one of my favorite bets down the stretch, second half, Milwaukee Brewers full game run line. Just go for it, Jay Bird. Already got fingered Peralta on the bump. Minus 180 favorite. So, I've been, again, I've been going with the run line. 3-8 ERA, 110 whip, 650 OPS. Got to be maybe the best pitcher in the second half in the bigs. 3-2 expected, 3-5 Sierra. 
23k minus BB. You gotta love the plus 31% K rate. I mean, he could just strike up anybody. 30 CSW, 34 uh, whiff rate. Really, just across the board, all this swing and miss stuff totally validated. Wheels up, 274 expected Woba for Peralta. I guess some struggles at home, four and a quarter ERM. Sorry, on the road is what I mean, where he is. But again, downright sick last 40 days. Two ERA, two six K walk ERA, two seven Sierra. 37% K rate in that span against Adam Wainwright, rolling out the withered husk of the old man long in the tooth, plus 160 dog. I mean, you know what I should have looked at also? I probably should have looked at the team total for the Brewers. Jay, can we get a sniff at that? Keep it up for me. Because, oh, see, I I thought I had in my head St. Louis bullpen really bad. They've actually corrected course. Oh, Helsley, right? Helsley's back. Man, you got one of those big pieces. It just makes a huge difference. He's been sick. Oh, I'm scratching to my chin right now. Okay, Jay, well, let's do the bet stamp thing because this is a great time to promote them. You can see a big difference here. You can get four and a half on one book, minus 125. You can get five and a half on another book, plus 115. Man, 40 cents for a run, especially between five to six. That's a critical run. I would absolutely want the other one, but I still think I like the run line better because it's a better pricing, right? Run line was close to even. I think I saw a minus 105, maybe plus 100. I think they're both good. But if you're not buying the run line thing, you feel like it's a little greedy. I think the Brewers easily get to five on this one. I've got them modeled up near like five and a quarter, which again, we talk about modeling and how to read them. Again, that's part of the that's part of the free pack. Man, go check it out. It's free. And really, in just a couple hours, I think it might really open you up and they're like, wow, you know, there's probably some blind spots. Again, this is something I built over years. There's hundreds of hours of work into this, if not more, with all the development stuff. So Brewers to cover, Jay, right? Did we get that one? You just smack, just smack it. Because even if it's moved, I know it's not beyond the minus 125. So I got, I got Brewers by like a by a mile. You know what I mean? I mean, the Wainwright stuff's just gross. 80 array, 1,000 OPS on the season. It's so bad. 7.75 expected ERA. He's a 3% K minus BB. 93% zone contact. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just really bad. He's done. He's cooked. Brewers offense has not been great. They're starting to pick up against righties. That's the encouraging thing. 270 batting average, 350 OBP, last 500. Double-digit walk, single-digit swing strike. And I think that's where it's going to get to. The disciplinary stuff has been very good. So Wainwright's going to live in the zone. And then, you know, I mean, the power stuff for the Brewers has been great. But you are getting a 330 Woba. Again, 22 doubles and 13 steals. So they're capitalizing on the men on base against something that matters. Wainwright's slow delivery sucks. So Brewers by a million. Next up, Cutter with a K. Crawford on the bump for the Red Sox. There we go, that one. Plus 140 on the road against Joe Mo, Jordan Montgomery, and the Walker Texas Rangers. Cutter Crawford, 425 ERA, 117 whip with a sub 685 OPS. 362 expected ERA. He really lights up the fastball stuff when you get into the diagnostics. The very low amount of sync, right? That low V move, vertical movement. So he's got that flat fastball that he could throw up with tail. It's very, very good. The thing I've noticed about Cutter with a K here is as of late, he's starting to struggle. I think the workload is catching up with him. Jay, of course, I forgot the bet state thing. We'll get it right now. I'm the worst. You're like smacking your forehead. And I was dying for a drink, so I only punished myself. So let's just get through this one. So I think it's a workload for Crawford. That's why I provide splits on the sheet. 
And I think it's important down the stretch to kind of understand this. Boston has fallen into last place and they're really not looking to push. Texas still in the absolute heat of it. So they have the competitive edge. Jomo, 347 ERA, 122 whip. I mean, he's a little bit better than a guy. I think I've erroneously labeled him that. But 6% walk, 28 CSW, 65 for a strike, 84 zone contact, right? So he wins out, he wins in. He's not walking anybody, he's getting ahead. You know, that's these are all really good traits for that kind of ground ball or just a guy, right? And I have to be careful of doing that. I wanted to go Boston F5. I ended up not going there. I didn't realize the Boston offense has really fallen off. 233 team batting average with a 29% K rate. They've fallen to the bottom three, 8% walk, 12 and a half swing to strike. And again, we've we've hoped properly, but at the very least identified this the disciplinary basket as being the leading indicator for team production. I truly believe in that. Again, it's not just like made up. Particularly with good hitting teams. Seeing more pitches begets better quality of contact. Not just because you're seeing more of them increasing the probability it's a bad pitch, but they're also waiting to get what's in it, right? When you're not chasing, you're not offering a pitches outside of the zone. And oftentimes we notice that. You'll never hear this from the spreadsheet socialist, is, as Evan Silver would say. But because, you know, they, if you can't tie a direct correlation to something, you know, scoff at it but when you talk to real players coaches people involved in the game they'll tell you these things are contagious pressing happens and striking striking out it's a contagious again guys just pressing get in the hole and you start to chase and like that's the beginning of it so boston showing that leading indicator i'm kind of getting out of the way 80 wrc plus though i do like him texas often starting to get it going again the disappointing stuff at the center of we mentioned this 11 percent walk nine percent swing strike 27 chase then 43 fly ball and all of a sudden, you're seeing how they're getting kind of the power stroke back. Josh Young back also today. Hopefully, you're following my fantasy stuff. We're back in the drum last couple of weeks. I have a couple of leagues that I really want to get to. All right, so we mentioned Betsy before and why it makes such a difference to shop around. I know Maddie, our friend here, actually tweeted a couple, maybe a week ago, the difference over a long sample of having the same record with a slightly disparate price. Hopefully I said that correctly. Right, so think you and I have the same exact betting ticket, but I bet plus 105 and you bet minus 102 all season. Something that not a lot of beginner bettors think about. Even with a losing record, I could be in the profit, you could be way behind. So again, pricing matters. Jay, tell them all about it. Bet stamp, baby. Yeah, for sure, John. I got you here. Uh, if you're looking to improve as a sports better, like John said, the easiest way to do so is to always get the best odds. And the easiest way to always get the best odds is to have a odds comparison tool like Betstamp. Betstamp simply compares odds across every sports book, including games, player props, and futures. Save time and money by downloading the app. Uh, download Betstamp in the Google Play Store or the App Store today. Just search Betstamp. Also, if you're looking to sign up to more sports books, make sure you use that link on screen betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen uh, because if you sign up through new sports books through that page it helps support the show now back to john all right thank you jay excellent job as always so funny man not only do you do a great job right promoting it but it gives me a break man i ever first the first of the year uh my son who 
I shouldn't be joking, although he's gotten a lot better is miss his first day today. So we work three weeks in, we have our first mistake because we have sick kids. And like, I should have known. And how would I know? And anyone with children will get this one. We were at the bouncy house on Saturday. So, of course, everyone is sniffling and disgustingly sick. Sigh. All right, next up, Baltimore Orioles, Blackbirds, Orange Vest, John Means Business on the bump, plus 135, dog on the road against the old man, JV, Justin Verlander, long in the tooth for those Houston Astros. This one should be a good one. Means had his first game back last time. He went five. He wasn't great, but he didn't walk anybody, so that's encouraging. Tons of fly balls. I mean, really, you don't want to give up too much, but he gave him a couple of home runs. Excuse me. Um, I want to see a little bit more from him. I have the Astros winning this one by quite a bit, but I'll always admit modeling is really tough for pitchers in mean scenario, right? That we've seen be good in stints. But he's just coming back, so everything's a bit wonky. Sorry, Don PLA, I saw you, man. Early one. Yeah, I have the Royals to win it, to win it, and it's near even money. So for anybody that's in a hurry to get something down. Yeah, I think Royals and Brady Singer is the move. Anyway, let's get back into Orioles, Astros. Again, I you don't want to go too far in the weeds with means. Verland has been very, very good. 3-4 ERA, 116 whip. And since he made his move, he's been good. Indicators agree. Excellent home pitching, although some of that is Mets. But Berlin has always been good at home, no matter where he's been. Although, I mean, he's been in Houston before. So I think the big one is probably the offense here, the big separator. So I'm going to end up with Houston. Houston will stick in that that little bag also. It's like Houston, Miami, the White Sox. I know these teams have warts, but I want to get some exposure to. Houston, one of the best offenses in the league right now, last 500 PAs, number one in runs, average. That's a 291 average, 907 OPS. It's a team, 16.5K, 9 swinging strike, 89 zone contact. So think about that. Getting on, hitting for average, not striking out, not chasing, making tons of contact, but it's also 42 hard hit, 10% barrel. So you really don't want to go up against Houston. Baltimore offense is good, not as good, because they put the ball on the ground a bit too much. They also don't run. So when they don't hit for power, they end up in trouble. I think Verlander is probably going to do his thing against them. Baltimore has the upper hand as far as bullpen. We know they've been very good, but I don't think there's that excludes Houston from winning again. I wouldn't really bet the straight because of the price. But I like Verlander and the Astros. Next up, this one is going to take about four seconds. It's Ty Block. Plus 225. Dog on the road to Waka 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 and the Padres. Padres just started to really catch fire. It might be a little bit too late. The Rockies are atrocious, but they somehow have been finding ways to win games. The offense is just objectively terrible. They have nine home runs in the last 500 PAs. 40% chase rate, 52% ground ball. That's a 76 WRC+. Against Waku, who's been very good. He throws that freaking lead ball. He's actually given up more lift than I thought. Well, you are giving a double-digit fly ball rate on... Double-digit infield fly on the 43 fly ball. Again... I thought it was a little bit high or low. Guys that are historically ground bowlers, I try not to overreact too much to the line drive stuff. But I, I want to take a mini lowercase L because I thought the ground balls was elevated for Walker. He's been excellent at home. That was the split that I wanted to make sure I mentioned. 221 average allowed. 666 OPS 255 ERA sub 1 homer 9. Yeah, the Padres have a distinct you know three-phase edge. Rockies also have a 
five ERA and five Sierra last 51 and a third in the bullpen. Padres, 3.2 ERA. Three quarters of a homer nine, zero losses last two weeks for the Padres. Bullpen, they're kind of getting serious again, a competitive edge. So Padres could go in that as well. I think I paired them with the next game. I did. So, Jay, I'll leave that one up to you. You could tail my sub stuff, which again was San Diego plus Seattle. Or we could go for like the big, you want to go for like a five gamer or whatever, like a six game parlay. We're trying to get there. Let's just try to push. Let's go full, uh, full donkey on the way out the door. That one's up to you. Because again, I put this one out for subs, which again is free right now. But it means I had the model, the math, and everything to push to go for it. So again, obviously, I have Waka and the Padres winning. Then I had, it's Brian Woo and the Mariners. Minus 165, favorite on the road against J.P. Sears and the Oakland A's. Again, right, you see, once I get past that 150 mark I mentioned, that's when I look at the pair. Love the Mariners right now. They're pushing. Wu has a 3-2-9 expected ERA, 24K to 7 walk, but nearly 13 swing and strike, 28 CSW, 28 whiff, 65 first strike. Those are all a lot better than maybe the 24K, 7 walk, might pretend. Plus the 83 zone contact, he wins in the zone when he needs to. 40 ground ball, 31 hard hit, 6% barrel. Very good. Elevation into contact quality allowed there. He's been depth to righties and pretty good on the road. I'm not necessarily buying the 4 or 5 ERA. It's a 220 batting average, 640 OPS, 0.6, homer 9, 26 ERA last 40 days. Wu's been very good. JP Sears, who I liked. I think the wheels have come off. I think we have another workload thing here. Right, when you have guys that are good, okay, I mean, that's why you got to be careful, especially when you get into fantasy next year. These are some of the pitchers you like. Expect me to be on JP Sears in very deep leagues, right? You know, drafting them in 10 teams. Pitchers that are good have pedigree and skill, then produce, but tail out at the end of the season. 4 4 5 ERA for Sears, 1 2 3 whip. Indicators probably are right in line with that 4 6 Sierra, 4 6 expected. When they're in line, that's what I believe, you know. 15 KBB, 65 first strike, 83 zone contact, 35 chase. So like a lot of kind of plus metrics there as far as the disciplinary looks go. Suppressive hard contact, 30 hard hit. However, 11% barrel white. The hard hit balls are hit very hard because there are too many fly balls, right? So the hard hit fly balls are in the air. That's the nearly two homer nine. He's really struggled at home. Five X fit plus two Homer 9 for Sears. And again, the last 40 days really spun off the rails. So the Seattle offense is in a little bit, little bit of a downturn because they were so hot. And then you see, right, we talk about the starting things. Only 52 runs, 300 OBP, 682 OPS, kind of crappy, you know. But they put it in the air and they pull it. So the damage is always there. Potential for damage, excuse me, is always there. And again, we're going to look to outlast them in the bullpen. Oakland bullpen is just an absolute... Abject disaster. Last 61 innings, it's a 5-2 Sierra, 12% walk, 47 fly ball. I mean, just really bad. But on the season, they have a 5-3 ERA across 636 innings, 1-5 whip, and they've taken 39 losses in the bullpen. Oakland A's bullpen, 39 losses. Just, just absurd. So you take Seattle, you take San Diego, we're going to mash them together. And that got me to like plus 115 or plus 120, I think, depending on the book and the price. If you're well, using that stamp, you're going to find a better price. But yeah, give me those two. Again, I know that's like the ultimate donkey play. Hopefully, these last 36 minutes and 30 seconds were enough to dispel, you know, the fact that we're not doing our homework, right? It's like, ah, uh, because you, 
you absolutely get that feel. There are handicappers that do no research. They get paid a lot of money by networks to spend more money on their makeup than on their work. They don't actually bet this stuff. And if they do, it's not enough money to matter. They don't provide fresh lines. They don't care, right? It's not important to them. They got paid. Their check is on the way. The contract is signed. They don't care about you or pushing your knowledge further, which again is one of the things I take the most pride in here. And that's when you really get me, right? When you see the horns come out, you know, and I really, you see like, maybe John's not so nice. <laughs> well, I am super competitive, obviously. This means a lot to me. And I'm fully intent on taking those top spots. But it starts with you. Rate, review, and subscribe. You got us past the 1,000 subscriber mark. I cannot believe it. Me and Jay means the world to us. We're still getting, you know, 100, 100 listens, even in football season. A lot of baseball shows have packed it up because they don't want to have those analytics show. You know, and we've done a pretty good job. And it's because of you again and your participation. Follow us at Call to the Pen HQ. Follow me at John Legaza on X. And then again, all the links are free to all the data, yo. Hit it up. Hit me up. You got questions? Matt gave me a really good idea for hit or split data that I'm going to put in next year. When Jeff Zimmerman did his article on ball rate, I added that in season. Right? This is an ever-growing, breathing, living document. And again, I want you to take part in it. You know, that's what it's there for. Again, the door has to swing both ways. I don't know everything. I just hope I do a good job of presenting this stuff and making money over the long term by putting myself in a strong probabilistic scenario. Right. Next up. <laughs> when I when I laugh, it's because I'm a coward. It's because I'm a coward. John, you coward. And Erod and those Detroit Tigres from Motor City leaving eight mile plus one sixty dogs on the road. Against the trolley Dodgers, Lance Lynn, Hollywood, always up to no good. I mean, this is like if somebody came down from outer space and didn't know anything about betting, this is when though like the alien would be better than the best handicapper because we let biases get in the world, but the Dodgers. And I did it to myself. Erod objectively better than Lance Lynn. 3 3 ERA, 115 whip, 640 OPS, 3 8 expected ERA. 24K to only 7.5. Walk 29 CSW, 64 for a strike, 84 in some contact. So everything is in place. He wins in his own. He doesn't walk eyes, gets his chases. 40% ground ball, keeps it down. 30% hard hit, he suppresses hard contact. 0.8 homer 9, he doesn't give up on runs. 287 expected Wolva, and he's excellent on the road. Against Lance Lynn and his 6 ERA, 1-4 whip, he's so bad. He still induced swings and misses. He throws way too many fastballs. He's not fooling anybody right now. 42 fly ball, 10.5 barrel is the 2 2 homer 9. And he's a 5 6 ERA home on the year with a 5 3 ERA last 40, 5 7 Sierra. Why do we pull the trigger on this one? I don't know. Jay, what's the pricing on like the full, on like the run line stuff? I mean, I didn't, I had it up. Anybody that follows my work knows I like to make these snazzy little sheets. I got into like Canva and making graphics. Adding value, people, is something to it. People that ask me about content creation. And I erased it. <laughs> such, such a loser I am sometimes. Yo, man, I wear it, dude. I wear it. Come on, Jay, bring it up. We got, I, you know what? I think in my defense, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend myself because this was the truth. Again, I generally use, I only use books that I can find live lines. The only ones that I'm allowed right now that I have like DK, MGN, which I've been finding as very good baseball pricing. And then some offshore stuff. 
the full game was less than the F5 was not. So I'd be interested in the F5 run line, Jay. I don't know. That was not up for whatever reason, which I found strange. See, a couple books don't have it up. Okay, in my defense. So like I at least I like told the truth. We, no, we want we want to be on the Detroit side of that, man. We want the plus money. We want the plus run and the plus money. So let's get that. Let's do that one. What was the what was it on there? On the full game? Although, man, with the Erod stuff. And Lynn being bad, like, we got to play this. We got to play. No, no, we got to play this one straight. I'm a total chicken, right? We got even money with a run in, like, a strict matchup in a race. to. We need 15 outs. That's it. We need 15 outs. Dodgers' offense is very good. However, they really have struggled against lefties as of late. I know it's very easy to assign. Dodgers are awesome. I know they are awesome. However, 293 expected Woba versus lefties last 30, and that's where my analysis lies because the Tigers' offense is not very good. They strike out too much. They haven't hit righties. They're not really doing a damn worth of anything. But again, it's 15 outs, and we're going to cash in a tie. So that will do it for the game stuff. Gee, did you spin around? Could you did you put together a little parlay? I think it was easy, right? I think it was White Sox, Marlins, and oh, I brain farted. Oh, Astros, yeah, and Astros. So we could stick those three together. If any of you out there are also feeling uh, super snazzy, by all means, you know what. Uh, Jamming that Seattle, jamming the San Diego. Just go nuts, man. Let it rip. Let it rip. And this is the time, really, this is, for me, this is the time to not take it wild because, again, we have to address the boomers that are out there. That, like, you can't parlay. Yes, if you dial down the risk far enough, yes, you absolutely can parlay. You know, if all your model stuff is there and you're not getting yourself in trouble, you absolutely can. They would argue if you think a bet is strong enough and viable enough, why wouldn't you just play it straight? My answer would be because the strength of the modeling maybe doesn't get me to where the win percentages they are. This is something we've covered at, at nauseum, but maybe we'll leave you just a half a feather on the way out. People, right? If you have minus two, minus, like, look, take it San Diego and take Seattle. Minus 210, minus 185. If you're betting them both to win 100, you need them both to win anyway. If you only get one, you're down pretty far. And you had to go max risk because you had to pay juice. So I'd rather turn down the risk lower than the total loss of the one and one result and to me that's a win you needed them both regardless and you get a higher profit sorry you know right everyone is different i don't mean to try and say i'm right and you're wrong but it's just i want to offer people a different perspective because to me and maybe there's the difference in it i just view things coming from having a trading background where like every trade is individualized and they don't impact each other you know, we like, oh, man, I'm on a hot streak. But that shouldn't matter. Oh, they're all individualized. So each venture, the goal of each venture is to be profitable. And that's how I do it. So to me, having these two games as a single venture, the best way to be profitable is to lower the risk and combine them because I need to hit them both anyway. So that'll do it. Last feather in the cap. From J&J, we appreciate you so much, man. If you're here on Monday... With us 45 minutes in, at the end of September, you are such a sick degenerate. Oh, my God, we love you. <laughs> you are so sick in the head. Thank you for being part of the failings here at 300, where we give the books nothing and take from them everything. So hang out with Mr. Cooper and the big man with the big mouth. That's me. Follow me up at John Legay's of football stuff coming in hot and heavy. I just wiped the floor with the prop letter market. That's another one, right? I like to push I like to push the edge a little bit. I think if you're betting props at 
and again, you don't get standard lines because they're not minus 110. So I know this is not a football show, but it is a betting show. Again, it's all about win percentages. And then with something like props that have the ability to go well beyond the, the bar, and there's progressive payouts, I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of that. 20 bucks the entire year, I got your football stuff. I mean, I know everybody that signed up already made that already. So even if, if you're like a $2 better, you made that already. So again, and then you get all the data sheets, player and team. Jay, I sent them to you waiting for feedback, homie. And that'll do it. Thank you for picking up what we're putting down here. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we don't with the book, enjoy the pay. Make sure you're following Jay on Twitter. Make sure you're watching his show, Forward Progress, Thursday at 2. I'm on Friday at 2, bringing up the caboose with our boy G-Stacks. And you know I'm a freaking electric factory. Do I have to tell you? Do I have to tell you that? That like, man, I love football analysis. I think I do it a little bit differently because I really do like a third-dimensional schematic-based counterpunch. And again, it worked yesterday, so... We love you much, man. Review and subscribe. We're just getting down to your last chance to it. We got nine regular season shows to go. Who would have dunk it when we first started, man? Last lesson. When you work this hard, there's a lot less o'clock, yo. See you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>